Welcome to Fandom Night, the only show that wants Stone Cold Steve Austin to come back. Not as a wrestler, but at least as a color commentator. <laughs> yep, this is the Fandom Night Wrestling Corner back, and this time we're going to be talking about some ECW moments. And to, to really talk about this, we probably should go back to, I guess, some of the beginnings of ECW. Yep. Like, when it kind of uh, first turned ECW as an extreme... Probably most notably when Shane Douglas yep. threw down the NWA title and presented the new ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling yep. belt. Now, as per usual, I'm Seth Lovell Sario. Scott Action Jackson. And, yeah, man, when it, when it come down to it, it was Eastern Championship Wrestling, which, you know, you could really only see on, like, a few channels, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mostly run up by, I think... Todd Gordon was starting it. Or I think that sounds about right. Was, he was starting to get involved in it, Major League. Yeah. And then he was bringing in uh, Paul Heyman at the time. Mm -hmm. And then yep. they, they kind of wanted to change it up somewhat. Yeah. And then, Which, like you said... They had, they had some talent come in with the Eastern Championship Wrestling, which... Mm -hmm did kind of go into the extreme at some moments. Yeah. Which, you know, the, then once you get past that a little bit, you know, it, after Douglas threw down the belt and everything and announced that it was going to be changing, you know, that that's around the time that you start getting in, you know, all sorts of, like, just random gimmicks that were essentially meant to be nothing more than just, like, the most extreme of the extreme that, like, most people weren't even thinking to do at the time. Like Sandman. Well, yeah, you get Sandman. Of course, you get, you know, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer was kind of the heart of oh, yeah. ECW. Oh, yeah. You, you get Taz. This is right around the time when uh, Rob Van Dam got in. Yeah, um, Sabu. You get Sabu. You get... Uh, um, the Dudleys? The, yes, you well, get the Dudleys, well, kinda, all of kinda, them. Yeah, there was... You get all of them. There, there, there was, of course... Bubba Ray. It was probably about it like wasn't six Bubba or Ray. Seven. He was he was a stuttering guy. Bubba Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course Devon. You get Runt, which then you know once he got into he became uh, Spike. He became Spike. Um, there was a whole bunch of them. There, there was like, Sign Guy Dudley. There yeah, was uh, Sign Guy Dudley, Fat Dudley. Uh, they had I a think. they had uh, a Joel Gardner <laughs> as the the their mouthpiece at some point. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you get into uh, Mick Foley joined up, um, running around as Cactus Jack, and then uh, as Cactus Jack, he did some promos, kind of encouraging WCW and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then uh, Stone Cold gets fired and ends up going over well, there and is running stunning, skits, stunning Steve well, Austin, yeah, stunning fired Steve from Austin. WCW, not not fired over the phone. Yeah. And was brought over to ECW to let out his frustration yeah. and to talk, which they never let him do, really, in WCW. Yeah, exactly. They let him cut promos, pretty much. Yeah. And that that's, like I said, that's why I'd love to see him come back as, you know, a commentator or something. Because, of course, he can't wrestle anymore, you know. He, well, he's he, broken. He, could, he could try and train up and try to Ooh, maybe no. do one or... No, he he's, he's even made mention of it himself. Um... Shark Boy over on TNA was running the Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. Austin actually reached out to him and said, you're doing a damn good job. Keep it up, man. He's like, because of you, I want to get back in the ring, but I know I can't. And the problem comes down to a matter of his neck and everything. Yeah, Speaking it, of necks, Taz. 
Taz. Taz getting in the ring, man. The, the, there's even oh, when, that when great Taz, when, story. When Taz broke Sabu's neck, when he tried to do that uh, well, overhead belly-to-belly -belly or yeah, something like that? Yeah, uh, he tried to do a uh, overhead belly-to-back suplex and ended up snapping his neck. Yeah, because he landed kind of on his head. Uh-huh. But Taz, quite literally, he'll even tell you a story on how he broke his neck in the ring, like the the time when he went through the ring. Oh, with he Bam Bam. Finished, yeah, with Bam Bam. He went, th he went through the fucking match. The first time was through the ring. Yeah. The second time was through the entryway thing. Yeah. But he, he, he tells the story, actually. Uh, he goes through... He, he goes through the ring, he breaks his neck, he finishes the match, he has so much adrenaline going through him that he literally walks like 12 blocks to a hospital. Sits down in the ER and they're like, what's wrong with you? And he goes, man, my neck's hurting me really bad. I just want to get it checked. I think I might have pinched something. They do some x-rays and come back and they go, how did you get here? And he goes, oh, I walked 12 blocks. And they go, there's no way you walked 12 blocks. It's like, what do you mean? And they're like, uh, you literally snapped your neck. There, There's no way you should be walking or moving. Like, you need to call somebody. We're going to have to get you a wheelchair, this, that, and the other. There's not a thing that you can be doing. You know, at, at the same time, that's where, uh, um, oh, God, what the hell's his name? Which one? <laughs> it, 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 uh, this is going to sound so ridiculous. There was the one black guy, he was trying to run, New Jack. New Jack. New Jack. Oh, oh New my Jack. God, oh, dude. God. New fucking Jack, man. New, New Jack New Jack caused so many issues with the ECW. Mm-hmm. Financially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But man, fucking like New Jack running around. He, that's where uh, uh, the Rottens come in. Oh, the Rottens. Ian and uh, 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 Ian Rotten and Joey Grunge and. Uh, no, 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 no. No, the the Grunges were involved. Joey Grunge. Uh, jo no, Joey. No, not Joey. Uh, Johnny Grunge. Oh yeah, yeah, Johnny Grunge. Yeah, and uh, now my brain went blank. The public enemy. Public enemy. Yeah, public enemy. Public enemy, and then New Jack, and... I don't know, I can't think of his name either. But the, uh, is, back in the early ECW part, there was like some more professional Yeah, exactly. Not just public enemy. I think the Funks were involved, too. Actually, yes, yes, I yeah, do believe the they Funks were. were involved. There was a... I think one of the early... I think it was called Palooza. I think at one point Bret Hart was involved in one match. I think it was against Terry Funk, though, so... That wouldn't surprise yeah. me. In fact, uh, uh, Kurt Angle actually got involved there at one point Kinda? in time. He, yeah, he I was showed about up, to say. He showed up as a guest, but later in the show, they crucified Sandman. Yep. And then I think the following show, the guy who's Raven had to come out and do a public apology. Yep. Yep. And if you don't talk about memories, there's that feud with... Which Raven, of course. Raven, Raven's had many feuds. I mean, he's had a feud with Sandman. He's had a feud with Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. Yep. And then he's also teamed with Tommy Dreamer. Uh-huh. And jeez. And then, of course, that's when... Uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Um, God damn it. Uh, the, the one dude that was from uh, uh, Right to Center. Oh, Stevie, uh, Stevie Richard. Yeah, Stevie Richards. Oh, the 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 with, with the whole the blue world, the blue world order. Yes, the blue world order. It was a a big Stevie Cool. Uh huh. Uh, and the blue meanie. Yep. And uh, I can't think of the other one right now. Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Nova. 
Yeah, yeah, that was it. Who, when he was brought over to the WWE, he was actually uh, Simon Dean, I think, or something yep. like that. Yep. He was Simon like Dean, a yep. fitness guru. But yeah, but yeah, that that's right. because uh, uh, I can't remember if Simon was his real name or if it actually was a uh, uh, Stevie. But essentially, what it had come down to was he wanted to make sure that they couldn't get the rights to his name type of thing. A lot of the guys have actually been doing that. The, uh, a lot of them, like uh, John Heidenreich, actually, who disappeared after a while and come to find out the reason why he disappeared was he had to do a show uh, following the tragedy of uh, Katrina. And he said, look, I can't make it. He's like, I got family down there. I got to go help them and make sure they're okay. And they said, if you don't show up to the show, then you're fired. And he said, then I guess I'm fired. And that's, you know, that's kind of where that went. But like a lot of the guys, they actually, they make sure that their name is actually a part of it. Yeah. So that way then, in Some case way, they try to whether go it's somewhere. Whether their first name or even their last name, even the middle name could be part I of it. I think, but I'm not sure. Didn't Rhino start out? Rhino was part of ECW. Yeah. Rhino was part and of And then, of course, w. that's where, you know, because through tape traders and shit, that's where the Lionheart shows up, a.k.a. Chris Jericho. Yeah. I think he, he joined up with ECW, I think, after his stint with uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. It was he, a little after Japan, which he, is where uh, uh, Tajiri came from as well. Yeah, he went. He came to ECW, and then he went to WCW. Yep. Along with some other guys like uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yep, Guerrero. Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. And some of these guys had great wrestling matches. Oh, yeah. Classic wrestling matches, which you can probably find on, say, like... Like the WWE Network yeah. and some of the WWE's uh, ECW DVD releases. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky, you might be able to find some of the original ECW DVDs. Oh, yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. I think they were made by, like, Pioneer Entertainment or something like that. I, I got some of those down there, but that's the WWE one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's WWE. But I got some of those down there. I think it was made by, like, Pioneer Entertainment. But like I said, those are really, really old. That's but, the rise and fall. It's, no, that's, I mean, the, the last one that I, I um, had made by them was around the time of their last actual pay-per-view. So, yeah, exactly. I don't know, I'm trying to thumb through all these DVDs. And <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Um, but, you know, that's... Like, they, there was just, there were so many, like... Weird characters on so many... Yeah. Like, that, that's essentially, that's where the start of, like, some of these guys, like, it, it was almost like a training camp type of thing, like, go they, in. They did have that. They did have that, too. Well, yeah. It was, like, the, the House of Hard Knocks or something like that. I think so, yeah. And Taz was kind of doing it, and I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, which, again, you know, the same thing with Taz, like, that's the reason why it is he had to stop was because he broke his neck so many times that the doctor told him if he wrestled again, he was F. Then again, there was, after a while... Some of the ECW talent went to the WWE. Yep. Like Taz and the Dudleys. Well, Devon and Bubba Ray. Yeah, Devon and Bubba Ray, and then Spike followed later on. Yeah. Um, and some guys stayed, stayed as long as they could with ECW. Mm-hmm. And especially Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, and especially considering the fact that, you know, they, they were quite literally... They were always busting their asses. Oh, yeah, they were busting their asses. Like, they, even though they had the TV deals and everything... They would still quite literally, if you get any of the DVDs, a lot of them, uh, uh, when they're talking, especially in like Rise and Fall of ECW, ECW yeah. they actually talk about how a lot of the guys like Dreamer and uh, uh, were promised, Stevie were promised paychecks and they never 
fully Well, gone. not only were they promised paychecks and never got them, but at the same time, a lot of them were actually, they would stay over and run extra credit. Like, they would man the phone lines. Yeah. Like, if you went to order up a shirt, they would actually, you know, order the think, shirts for you. Yeah, I think Steve, uh, Richards, Stephen, Stevie, St- Stephen Richards said that. Yeah. He did it a few times for the... Uh, shop orders and stuff. Oh yeah, he said that he would even get phone calls where people would be like, "Is this Stevie Richards?" And be like, "No, no, no." Some no, were, I, I get that all the time. Type s- of thing. Some of them were actually in charge of like the shirt designs too. Mm-hmm. So they were in charge of the designs, like logos, uh, like you said, the actual shirts, and the merch. Th- didn't they also have like a, a hotline too? Yeah, yeah. But not just a order shop line, but yeah. an actual hotline. Yeah, they had an actual hotline to like. You can call up and, like, voice opinions and stuff like that and, you know, make sure that uh, you could get the channel ordered in your area and stuff like that, like, if you knew about it. Um, what else, there's man? So many, there's so many extreme Yeah, I know. It, moments. It, it, I mean, there, there's even that, uh, the, the, the chair incident. Uh-huh. When all those chairs got thrown in the ring. The, the shit, the chair incident, there's the incident where uh, Public Enemy ends up uh, calling, uh, no... Was it public? I think it was it, public. It was, who were in the chair. It was no. It was uh. It was Rocco Rock and somebody else come out. No, it was Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge. Yeah, who it were was. Public Enemy. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It was Public Enemy comes out and they invited all the fans to jump. Oh in the yeah, ring. they did the whole rave thing in the yeah, ring. Yeah, and there not only was everybody jumping and dancing in the ring, but quite the literally ring collapsed. The ring collapsed. You can because s- it couldn't take the weight. You can see that along with the chair stuff on like some of the ECW intro videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, of course, like that, that's where weapons got heavily introduced. Like, you know, bring, bring your own weapon. Yeah. Show. Bring your own weapon, which, uh, they got, got like King of the, the death matches, uh, run by, uh, IWA. I can't remember if it's mid South or if it's uh mid yeah. but anyway, uh, they, they, I actually went to one of the King of the death matches matches and, uh, because it's done by Ian, he quite literally, he still has the ECW philosophy when it comes to it. Fans bring us your shit. We literally ended up it ended up being me and but my buddy that, went up to that's, the show. That's when they have right when they have shows targeted with that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, oh no no man, like I, the show I went to, I think was oh nine. I think it was the oh nine King of the Death matches. But like I said, like quite literally, we went up to uh, Chicago to go see the show, and we went the first night, and there was fans bringing in like the the like the fake scream Halloween costume blade where like you turn it and all the blood goes everywhere and they'd like super glued thumbtacks to it oh, like oh. different random crap like that because you know it's the king of the death matches yeah. so they have you know barbed wire matches which ECW did yeah you know table matches oh that that, that brings up uh, another baseball ECW. bats with GI Joes that's super glued to it. That, that, that brings up another <laughs> another ECW moment. There was the, the, the barbed wire match that Sabu got his arm sliced open in. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Who was, Sam, who was Sabu I think fighting? It was him. Was and it Terry? Terry Funk? It was either Terry Funk or I think it might have been Chris Benoit. No, no. It was probably Terry Funk because Benoit. No, it wasn't Benoit. It was, okay. It had to be Terry Funk. But, yeah. No, no. That's right. I think Benoit came out as support for one of them. I but, think. yeah. Sabu ripped it, his arm yeah. open. Because when I did he, a... He got his arm caught in the barbed wire. And they almost had to cut the barbed wire off and suspend the match for a minute. At, as refereeing around the area, I did get to meet Sabu in person. Nice. And actually got to see the scar. Oh, yeah. And it's still still there. Oh, yeah. 
And I've also... Sabu has some of the most... Like, he's one of the most scarred-up bodies. Like, between yeah. him and New Jack, like, I both of Tommy them... I Dreamer like, would probably have some scars, Well, too. yeah, Dreamer's got some scars. And, of course, Sandman isn't looking all too good. But, like I said... <laughs> That's Sandman, though. But, like I said, though, like, Sabu... Hands down, Sabu and uh, 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 New Jack actually have some of the most wicked, like, scars. Like, they take off their shirts in the ring... Or like you know something like anything along those people lines. People probably shout them to quite keep literally. <laughs> oh no, man! Like it, it, it's nothing but scar tissue. Like mm. their bodies are nothing but pure scar tissue. Now, um, let's go back to the Dudleys. Uh, the Dudleys always got the fans riled up. Oh yeah. There, there's been a few cases I think during their later years when they got them so riled up there was almost riots. Uh huh. And when I think about the Dudleys, I think I had to think back to, I think, when the Heat Wave shows. It was like a, the Dudleys against Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and I forgot who the third guy was. I think it was New Jack. Actually, that one wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it was like New Jack, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman up against, uh, I think it was Bubba Ray, Devon, and might have been Spike. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was against Rund. And then, yeah. and then they they had all kinds of weapons. They used ladders. Oh yeah. And they were using ladders, chairs. Uh, uh, I think trash New cans. Jack. Yeah, New Jack always came down with a shopping cart that had a trash can full of bullshit. Like yeah. there was a stop sign in it. In fact, later on, uh, if I remember correctly, the Dudleys used to do that too. They would, they would quite literally, like, they took New Jack's thing where they would walk down to the ring in, like, uh, WWF weapons, yeah. with a shopping cart that had, like, a garbage can, uh, a, uh, a kendo stick, which, of course, Tommy Dreamer almost always came down with the kendo stick uh, later on. Um, but it had, like, a stop sign, a trash can, uh, a stick. I think there might have been a couple light bulbs because, of course, it was fucking... Oh, my God. I think that's something that the Dudleys... Not just Dudleys, but when they were also Team 3D, yep. they kind of carried that with them. Yep. They kind of carried that kind of, you know, certain matches they did to the extreme. Uh-huh. Like the tables matches and that. Yeah. Um, which is where the 3D, that that was the whole reason the, for the, the invention finisher, of it. Yeah, 3D. The, the 3D finisher. It, because if you, if uh, uh, Devon were to, or no, if Bubba Ray were to hoist him up for a flapjack and then Devon could jump up and hit him with, you know, almost no, no. a no, no, it was re was it, it reversed? reversed? I could have sworn it was Bubba used to lift him up for the uh, because the what's up was uh, oh yeah, the what's up was Devon diving ahead, uh -huh. doing the head butt off the top rope when yeah, Bo so Bo so like, maybe you're right, maybe, maybe maybe it was uh, Bubba would actually, but anyway, like the whole reason that they invented that move was actually for the tables matches, so yeah. that way then they could actually hit somebody with it, because I think they went to do a tables match back in the day. And they went to go do like their standard finisher, like like the, the the person's actual standard finisher, and they ended up going through the table at the same time. And the ref was just like, "Nope, calling this a wash." Both of you went through at the same time, and they're like, "But he hit first. It's like I don't care if he hit first. You both went through. That's probably when they started thing. beating up on the referees and uh -huh. their tables. Yeah. And and you weren't talking about Dudleys and tables. I, I I remember seeing some of them where. They set the tables on fire. Oh yeah, and power bombed them through them. Oh yeah, that that actually used to be a, a, an old thing. In fact, uh, one of the wrestle back when I used to yard, uh, 
a buddy of mine that was yarding with us was uh, working for his grandfather at a church one day because his grandfather had a cleaning job where he'd go around to different businesses and clean for him. And he was at a church and they had a bunch of old tables sitting outside. And he literally, like, he went home, stole up his uh, stepfather's truck, like literally stole it. His, his stepdad was sound asleep, didn't even realize it. He stole his stepdad's truck, grabbed the table, drove it to my house. We threw it in my garage for a while. And then it was like the dead of winter we decided to do a show. And we literally turned the hose on with like the, the spray nozzle next to it. <laughs> and for the show, we poured a little bit of lighter fluid on it, lit it, and then boom, put somebody through it. And after they went through the table and it was like, you know, match was done. I think it was we put my buddy Jordan through the table. But, because uh, <laughs> Jordan was stupid like that. But after we put him through the table... Like, there, there was still a little bit of fire, so we hit one, two, three. That's the match. And somebody standing behind the camera, I don't know if it was one of our friends running the camera, actually, we already had the hose in hand, and, like, started spraying everybody. It's like, you dick, it's the middle of winter! Just spray the fire! <laughs> like, and that's one of the tapes we don't have anymore. But, yeah, man, like, they, they would do shit like that, and of course they had to figure out how to do that to actually put the fire out and make sure that, you know, everything was okay. In fact, I think that's when they started using fire extinguishers as a weapon, was because they realized that if somebody goes through the fire, somebody's got to be there to put it out. And of course, screwing around with the fire extinguisher, they realized that if you keep your eyes closed and don't breathe, like if you know it's coming... Uh, when you get hit with a fire extinguisher, it just gets really cold. They kind of do. They kind of did that with the the, the hardcore title matches uh-huh. in the WWE, WWF, WWE. Yeah, and like I said, it's one of those things where you know it, through screwing around, they figured out about different weapons and stuff. Like it's actually through ECW and my time as a backyard wrestler that I realized if it comes down to a fight. I have a glass jaw. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure I've told this story before where uh, it's me, Bill, Jeremy, and Bill's girlfriend at the time. We stopped in at a pizza hut over in Bartonville and we're eating. And next thing you know, when we go to leave, this dude pulls up drunkard and shit, like riding a bike, being like, hey, if I give my bike over to my buddy, can you guys give me a ride? I'll give you 20 bucks. We said, okay, and we got into an actual fight with this dude. Like, he start, like he started beating up on Jeremy. I know you haven't heard this story, and they probably haven't either, but uh, uh, they started beating up on Jeremy, and I end up, like, throwing the dude down on the ground and everything, and, like, I sit, like, get over top of him, like, I'm going to sit on his back, because he's all bragging about how he could bench two-something, and I'm like, I'm, you know, I know I weigh three-something, so I was like, fuck you, so I got behind him and put him in a chokehold, because he reared his neck up and let go, and he was like, you know, as soon as I let him go, I was like, you get the fuck out of here. Next thing I know, I see him stand up, look at me, and all of a sudden it goes black with a star wipe because I had been hit in the face. So I know I have a glass jaw when it comes down to a fight. But if, say, me and Scott were to get into a hardcore fist fight, his radio here is a weapon. My bag with my games in it is a weapon. These books are all weapons. The span is, is a, a weapon. weapon. This Iron or a Captain America shield in the corner is a weapon. This laptop is a weapon. Yeah, like quite literally through ECW, I can barroom brawl with the best of them <laughs> because I, you know, I know how to turn things into a weapon. Now that's not to say I'm getting into any fights anytime soon no, because no. I'm a pussy and I we, dislike we, we conflict, don't, don't but <laughs> and we definitely don't want to spend any time in jail or anything. Yeah, like no that. shit. But if it comes down to an actual fight somewhere, and I know 
that nothing good's gonna come from it. Like it's a Bruce Lee fight where there's 16 dudes standing around ready to whip your ass, but uh, they're not exactly gonna be nice and throw one dude at a time at you. <laughs> I'm gonna find like the nearest brick and start swinging like a mad or motherfucker. Or a stick or something. Yeah, or a stick and start swinging, which a stick would probably be better. But. Like, like I said, it's just it's one of those things where watching ECW and watching like the evolution of you know weapons matches like through the hardcore match and you know seeing all this talent coming and going and you know watching how to not only truly wrestle but at the same time like how to invent for the backyard wrestling stuff that me and my friends were doing like you learn a bunch of stuff. You know, yeah. The the guys that I uh, talked about in one episode, <coughs> the guys from uh, the the housing over here, they were ECW fans. Oh yeah. And with that little EAW, there was a lot of, you know how the fans usually chanted the whole ECW, EC Dub, EC Dub. Uh huh. They did that over there. It's like EA Dub, EA Dub. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Back back when we were going to the NG Dub house shows over in uh, Bellevue, you know, we used to do that if something cool like that happened, you know. But then, of course, you know, then you start meeting the guys and hanging out with them and, you know, realizing that some of them are pricks, but at the same time, that's just people in general, you know. Like, you, you start hating people based off knowing them, you know, which at the same time was the same thing that happened at most of these ECW shows because it was essentially nothing but regulars showing up. If you want to put it in, you know, those terms. <laughs> you know, you had hat the guy. straw hat guy. Yeah, you had hat guy. You had the, sign, guy. sign there, guy. There was, you know, different people like that that would show up to, you know, the shows almost every single day. and They got to know them. And, you and know. there was... WWE did one good, I guess, extreme ECW tribute show. Mm -hmm. the, the the first one-night stand yep. was a true ECW type. Uh, well, aside from that, there was the, the second one where the fans were really letting the oh, WWE yeah. know what they thought. Yeah. Especially with the John Cena fighting RVD. Yeah, exactly. But, but like I said, it, it's one of those things where, you know, then you start meeting the guys and realizing, you know, who's cool and who's not. And then based off that, that's how the shows got over. You know, it, it, that's how people got over with the fans, is you were either really cool with the fans and, you know, you would hang out with them after a show or shit like that. Like, I, I think it was in Bobby Heenan's book. He actually makes mention of the fact that he was, in order to play a heel so bad or, or uh, so well, he would quite literally show up, put his bag on top of, like, whoever's car was next to his to make sure that his car wouldn't get screwed up. So he put his bag on top of that dude's thing and, like, make sure he finds some fans and purposely wave them down and be like, Hey you! Don't you ever dare fuck with my car! This is my car! Fuck you! And quite literally, the fans would go in, tell people that, you know, he's here, he's being an asshole, let's go beat up, you know, let, let's if go he, trash if his he car fucks something up, yeah, let's go trash his car. And quite literally, they'd walk outside and trash just some random dude's car. Thinking it was his. Like, that's, that's how they worked it. You know, like... like if Sandman was supposed to be uh, a heel for that, you know, for whatever stint of, you know, his gimmick he needed to be, he would quite literally walk out and, like, tell the fans, like, walk through the crowd and be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm for, out. For my type of thing. <laughs> from my remember, the Sandman, when he was a heel, he didn't go through the fans. He, oh, yeah, he no, he didn't go through the fans. Because, like I said, he would purposely, like, walk by and be like, fuck you, fuck you, eat a dick. Literally, he'd be walking out smoking a cigarette because, you know, you could still smoke inside of places back in those days. 
you know, most people just didn't do it, you know, from out of respect for, you know, their fellow man. But he'd walk out smoking a smoke and, like, take a long drag and blow smoke in something in one of the fans' face. Like, to a point when they'd be, like, trying to jump over the guardrail to beat their ass type of thing. Like, there, there's so much shit. Like, like, even with the whole, like, Beulah thing. Like, the whole Beulah storyline. Oh, Beulah. Oh. Well, that's just it. Like, I don't know if they were dating, if they actually were dating at the time or if it came later. But actually, Dreamer and Beulah are married. Like, I, like I, I said, they, I don't know. Do you think they still are now, or...? I'm pretty sure they are still together. Maybe that's something else. I did meet Tommy Dreamer, so maybe that's something I should have asked him when I did. No. But, well, I was about to say, internet age and yeah, we, seeing we as how probably, this is going on YouTube, yeah, we, fans will tell us. Yeah, you can probably look up on are. Wikipedia. They probably have that stuff on there, too. Yeah. So let's go and wrap this up. The, there's, like, so many... Again, like the WWE, WWF, there's so many moments that we could go over. But let's hear from you, the fans on what you remember the most of ECW, whether it is the Eastern Championship Wrestling, or if it is like, you know, extreme the, the extreme yeah. moments, and we're not going to quite count the rebooted franchise yeah, of the we're, WWE. Yeah, we're, we're not going to count the WWE reboot. Yeah, we're not, with, with, with their extreme zombie <laughs> and Kelly Kelly running <laughs> around. I'm extreme. I like to get extremely naked. <laughs> You know, I mean, so, don't get me wrong. We, we we will count the fact that, like I said, Hardcore Holly went through a table and fucked his shit up. But no, nah, we're we're just talking like the back actual, in the, days. the real ECW. Yeah, back back in the days of Taz and Dreamer and Sandman, and yeah. you know, if you got Mick Foley running around, who quite literally ended up grabbing up some one of the kids that was working who had a good bump, and I can't think of his name right now, but quite literally, that was the story of one of the guys and how he got in. Was because of... Oh, uh, uh, Mikey Whipwreck. Yep, yep, Mikey yeah. Whipwreck, yes. So, yeah, let's, you know. hear, let's hear your fans, the, the fans' favorite ECW moments. E even if it does cover the dream, Dreamer, Raven feuds, Raven's feuds, whether anything yeah. and everything in between. So, contact info, Facebook... There's, Phantom Night. There's a Phantom Night group page on Facebook. Facebook. Make sure you grab that. And you'll, then you'll get updates on everything we do, not just this. But uh, you can also join us in some discussions too. Yeah. Uh, uh, over general nerdiness. Yeah. Um, uh, there's the phantomnight.com, which will take you. There, there's a link in there that will take you to the group page. Yeah. There's a link that'll get you all of our old podcasts, like uh, the Final Fantasy Legacy that we're done with. Thank you, God. And, and these uh, these are probably going to be going up there too. Yeah, these will yeah. go up there as well. Um, there's also, uh, oh shoot. Everyone's, uh, info. Uh, well, from everybody's Fandomite. info, uh, links to, uh, the YouTube YouTube pages. Account. I guess uh, other people's, I think yours is up people's there too. People's YouTube, yeah, I'm pretty sure my YouTube account is up there, which, my YouTube is essentially no more than me going off on random tangents, bullshitting about my day and commenting on <laughs> stuff that I've found to be absolutely and completely ridiculously retarded. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think that's about it as far as the... Content. Also, your action video game talk. Yeah, which haven't really come up because this is this is an action video game talk. This is Phantom Night Wrestling Corner. Yeah. This is about but, wrestling. But again, we, we gotta plug everybody, including, we, you know, we, we try. Bill, and Bill's doing comic book commentaries yeah. and day off, days off, which is, you know, kind of like and then most of my channel. We do occasionally have some few news articles, too. Yeah, there's news articles, uh, there's also, uh... 
other people have their own stuff and you know like i said just kind of check out the channels see who's doing what yeah you might find some stuff that you're a fan of that want to make sure make sure anytime nick's talking you know you <laughs> give him hell <laughs> so yeah uh the next one that we should be doing might be might be a short one might not it's gonna be wcw it'll be a short one 